Ken Hill back again today. I have um, a very special guest to talk about. A wonderful romantic comedy, an unforgettable romantic comedy. That night, that night is the story of a unknown artist who is forced to confront his career ambitions and win back his ex-girlfriend during a drunken night in Chicago with his irreverent friends. I have got the most excellent, not irreverent director of the movie Zachary Trussell. Welcome to Cinema. Hey, thank you for coming on. This is um, this is a great little movie. I tell you what, I know I know that the that the uh, the press said it's a it's a romantic comedy, unlike any other. But I watched it, and I, I you can you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But I um, it brought back to mind a couple of films that came out just before the millennium in 1999. One was uh, 200 Cigarettes. Did you see that one? I've never seen it. I've never heard of it, actually. 200 Cigarettes. 200 Cigarettes. It's got Courtney Love. It's got um, Dave Chappelle is in it. Really? Okay, my uh, man. Yeah. Chappelle's in it. I got to see it. Yeah, you got to check that one out. And also Go. Uh, in 1990, it's an early film of Doug Lyman's, who went on to direct um, Jumper and yeah. The Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, stars a um, a very young and uh, future Academy Award winner, Sarah Pollock. Um, Casey and Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah. No, sorry, that's... So, yeah, I have to see both of them. I haven't seen yeah. them. I have to see both of them. So, I love... Yeah, so, yeah Go and, and 200 Cigarettes. And that's... Yeah, they're the, they're the films that I... um That came to mind when watching That Night. Uh, it's a fantastic little movie. Tell us... Uh, I mean, the the uh, the press material that I've read saying you threw this together with pocket change and passion. Tell us all yes, about it. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, like most filmmakers, you know, I didn't go to film school or anything, but, you know, he, most people don't get into filmmaking to make short films, right? You know, but that's kind of how everyone starts for the most part. So, when I didn't go to film school, I made, you know, four short films, and I just said, no matter what I do next, it's going to be a feature, right? I don't care what level it's done at, I'm just going to make a feature-length film. So, right. you know, obviously I wanted to do something really personal, you know, and and also I'm, I'm an impatient person. So, you know, long story short, I had a, a script that, you know, I was going to make, right? Mm. And then, you know, one of my best friends, his girlfriend, right, it's her birthday. So, you know, I live in the suburbs of Chicago. Right. right? So when we want to really have fun, we go out to, you know, the city. Right? right. So we go out there and, you know, one, you know, all these things, you know, happen one after another. And it's just like, you know, it's like 5 a.m. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? Like, after everything that happened tonight, and, I, you know, I change this, I change that. I make it a movie here and there. You know, I add these things, dramatize certain things. I'm like, you know what? I probably have a nice little movie here, you know? And I, and I already had another script written for what I was going to, you know? So then I get home at like 6 a.m., you know, that night, right? You know, ha, ha, But uh, so I get home and then, you know, I start writing and then it's like, 
you know, I'm 30, 40 pages in in a matter, you know, of an hour or so. It just, you know, just came out super easy. And then I knew right then and there, like, hey, I need to uh, I need to pursue it. So, you know, of course, I tried every avenue I possibly could to try to get money. But, you know, I basically, you know, obviously I had a couple people put in, you know, a couple thousand here and there. But most of it was paid because uh, I worked at, at uh, as an Apple genius, you know, for for a while. So one of the great benefits is they give you stock options. So basically, yeah. Apple stock paid for the paid for the movie, but, right? So you know it was about thirty thousand dollars that I had. You know, put it all towards the movie, and then we were actually able to to squeeze something out of it. Why not? If you build it, you will come. Right, exactly. <laughs> or if you build it, if you build it, they will come. I should say. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> the audience will come. The cast and everyone else, and then the audience. But uh, yeah, mate, I've I've I thought it was uh, tip top, really hilarious. I've actually been in a. I won't give too much away because I want people to watch it. Even though it has, it did get released on uh, VOD uh, in July. Uh, yeah. It's headed for. Is it still headed for DVD and and all that type of thing? Uh, yeah, it will be on DVD available. I forgot, like, you know, Walmart, I think so, you know, Barnes & Noble, I think that's where it's going to be available. Uh, and then on Amazon as well, like, uh, you can buy the DVD on there. You can uh, digitally rent it on, uh, you know, pretty much everywhere you rent or buy a movie. Sure. And, of course, you can uh, also, for our listeners, you can check this out on um, uh, that nightmovie.com mm -hmm. uh, which uh, and there's uh, trailers on YouTube and all that sort of thing but uh, no so it's how's it how's it been since uh, its release Has, have you been getting some good um, some good feedback for your uh, yeah so far you know everything you know, great feedback you know like obviously like when I made this movie you know with such a small budget I never even like really figured I would get it released or, you know, get a distribution company to be even be interested. But, you know, Freestyle Digital Media, they came in uh, and, you know, it seemed like, hey, this is going to be the best opportunity to get as many people to see it. So it, it's actually been, you know, they've been great. Uh, and, you know, they're still trying to pitch a movie, get it out there a little bit more, which I appreciate because it is a very small, low-budget movie with <laughs> no big-name actors. You know, obviously, I don't have any any cachet, so I understand it's not, you know, the you know going to make the most money, per se, but I didn't necessarily make the movie to make money, you know. This right. was one that was, hey, I just really want to make a feature, and with what I have, yeah. I want to show what I can do because I will say this, you know, no, it doesn't have the big name of actors. It doesn't have a massive budget, but it's definitely worth anyone's hour and 23 minutes, right? I make it super fast paced, super unpredictable, make it as funny as possible, relatable, you know, so no, it's not the biggest budget, but I know it's worth a lot of people's time if they do choose to watch it. Oh, well, look, I'm certainly one of those people that has watched it and has loved it. Um, I have I have a favorite scene. I'm not going to divulge too much because I want people to to watch it. But um, that uh, <laughs> and I have some experience in this. The scene in the back seat when the two guys are driving. <laughs> okay, he has some experience. I had a similar situation that involved three guys like that, except it involved us pulling over into a, uh, a public restroom or a public bathroom, whatever. 
point and ended up him actually doing what he does in the back seat in the sink in the because <laughs> the toilets in the public toilet would be dirty right. yeah so he used the cleanest thing in the bathroom, which is the sink. <laughs> which is the sink. The toilet yeah. was too nasty to use. So yeah. So I pity I pity the poor bugger who came in the next day and had to clean the sink in that public toilet. And I'll <laughs> story hanging out there, and that'll be in my feature film one day. Um oh, yeah. the feature film that I'll never make. Um but one day. Ger uh, uh, Zachary, you um you, you said something earlier that uh, that resonates with something that I've heard a lot from independent filmmakers. You said, I didn't make this film to make money. I made this film because I wanted to make a film. When did the uh, the passion to make films strike you? Was it uh, early age, after high school? Well, uh, it, it kind of came in uh, bits and pieces, I would say. You know, So when I was really young, I'm talking like five years old, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to be an actor. So, you know, my mom helps me out, you know, do these modeling agency things, whatever. And then, you know, I got, you know, I'm biracial, you know, I'm half white, half black, so I can fit a lot of things, got a unique look. So as a kid, I was cute then, you know. So they actually wanted to use me, right? And then my mom was like, hey, you know, like, you have to learn these lines, right? And then when she told me that, I was like, wait, I don't get to just make it all up and, like, I totally lost interest in anything filmmaking, you right. know, aspects. It just never crossed my mind. Yeah. I went the rest of my life until I was 18 wow. wanting to go to the NBA, right? There you go. It, right, yeah. I wasn't nearly good enough, right? Well, the movie. But, uh, right. So then I, you know, I, I, li I grew up in, a, like, a Chicago suburb, right? Right. But then after high school when I was 18 – my family moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And then I went out there, I played some college football, right, for like two, one, one and a half years, really. But I, I realized, like, hey, being away from my friends, being away from everything I knew, I knew, like, I, you know, I was able to kind of isolate what I wanted to do and I wanted to make movies. So from there, I just started making, uh, you know, short films. But right before that, I would say, what kind of started me thinking like I should make movies is when I was a junior in high school mm -hmm. on Christmas, me and my ex-girlfriend at the time, you know, the same ex-girlfriend about the movie, right? We would go see a movie and uh, my junior year, Django came out on Christmas. Right? Uh, okay. That was actually my first Tarantino movie. Right? Okay. So like, I just like... Right, I just didn't like realize movies can be made like that, right? It kind of opened up my mind, but what still didn't really think about it. Still wanted, to go, right, <laughs> still wanted to go to the NBA, and then the right. year after that, on Christmas, my senior year of high school, Wolf of Wall Street comes out. Wow, right? So it's like those two movies kind of just like, man, like I just didn't know movies can be that entertaining, right? <laughs> wow. And then shortly after, I was like, you know what, like. Because, you know, I always watch movies and TV shows. I'd be like, sure. oh, they should have done this. And, that. you know, if they did this, this would have been better. But I'll never get the chance to do that stuff because, you know, you got to – I didn't even know film school existed, really. You know, I was just like, you have to be chosen and picked to be able to do this stuff. So, you know, it was all bits and pieces that led to me, you know, wanting to make movies. But every time I make a movie, it just, like, reconfirms, you know what I mean? It affirms everything. I'm doing the right thing. Right. So it was so it's, so it's more of a, it was more of a feel like 
this is where I belong. Like I've, right. It was like everything in my life was kind of telling me to do that, right? And then I finally got it. Again, the voice in the cornfield, if you will. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. No, there's a, look, there's a whole other movie there, mate. You've got your next feature there already, you know, about a guy. Oh, I'm working. I'm working on it. I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I think you've got, you've got talent in spades. You've got room to move. You've got superpowers yet to unveil. Unveil. <laughs> unveil. Reveal. Um, I've got to say that th this is um, a very, very bold move. A lot of people, when they make early features, and I've seen a, quite a lot of early features, and they tend to be afraid of some, telling a bit more expansive story. Usually it's a very small cast, very few locations, very few characters um, to make it all work within the confines of a small budget. Watching your film, watching that night, I didn't get that. I got, you know, here's a guy who's, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's not a lot of money. It's not a hugely expensive film. It doesn't have any uh, big names to put the big faces on the posters. Right. This film's got this guy in it or that gal. But um, it still stands out to me because... It's got the brave, It's got the courage uh, to to tell a larger story, and I really have to commend you on that because a lot of first time filmmakers come out. Like I said, they don't always have the courage that it takes to tell something that's a little bit more expansive, a little bit, you know, a little bit more like a more seasoned filmmaker would do, but. I think that you, uh, when you go in with the sort of the Orson Welles type approach, Orson Welles never made a film till he made it. Right, yeah. Yeah. quite live up to that, but, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean it in the sense that if you don't know the rules, if you'd been to film school, you would have been filled with a lot of, you know, things that would come back to you and, and discipline right, yeah. I can't do this because I don't have enough money and I can't do that because I don't have enough actors and I can't do that because I don't have a good enough camera. Whereas you yeah. were like, well, I've, I've experimented with this. This is where I belong. And, you yeah. know, you throw it all out there. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's really a lot to be said for films. I mean, yeah, it's funny you say that because during like, uh, you know, shooting it, you know, shooting everything and like, you know, the pre-production, you know, people obviously would always have concerns. How are we going to do this? Or like, you know, we would, we wouldn't realize what we were trying to do was crazy, but I would always say like, ignorance is like our superpower on this movie. Like ignorance, because if, yeah, we, if we were smarter, we probably wouldn't have made the movie. You know, we, we were dumb. You know, we didn't care what happened. We were just like, we're going to do it. We're, if there's a mountain we got to move, we'll move it, right? We don't care what the cost is, you know. But, yeah, that's, uh, you know, exactly how we went about making the movie for sure. Well, mate, you brought the mountain. You brought the mountain to uh, to, to the uh, to the elephants. And uh, it definitely really, look, it's, it's really fun. There's some great performances by people that, you know, and, and, and also – you know, your script, your direction. 
I really sincerely hope that this film gets seen by a lot of people, and I, I really, really sincerely do look forward to whatever you do next. It's definitely something that um, took me by surprise. It's a comedy. It made me laugh. Um, it's it's a story. Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot to there's a lot for people to to latch onto because there's a lot of struggling artists trying to <laughs> trying to make yeah. trying to make everything right with the world, keep everything all right within their world. That includes ex girlfriends, girlfriends, wives, children, and all that sort of thing. So you've made a story that's not only personal to you, but relevant in a lot of ways to other people in your situation. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think that's, you know, part of the reason why I decided to make this movie is because <laughs> it was, you know, a different spin on a classic issue that has been around for, you know, ever since attraction started, right? right. You know, with humans. So I just wanted to put my spin on it and make it, you know, unpredictable. You know, when I make a movie, it's the, my only priorities are: is it entertaining? It can't be boring, and you know what I mean. Like people gotta like be uh, surprised, right? It's gotta be unpredictable. Those, <laughs> those are my the things I focus. On. Those are my priorities. Well, like like I said at the beginning of the show, it brought to mind these other films, but in no way do I say that it is like those other films. It's simply. There were there were moments and elements that that you know brought those, yeah, right, yeah. but um, like you said, uh, the 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 trouble that most filmmakers face is is something that Stanley Kubrick said once that it's it's everything has been done, it's our job to do it that little bit better or a little bit, or a little bit differently to make it unpredictable so that the people watching it go oh, okay it's a romantic comedy and they think they know where it's right. going. but exactly. you know you throw in nice little you know trips right. sub subversions and it really keeps the it keeps the pace it keeps it uh, it keeps it vital which is important right. um you know because sometimes laughs aren't the only ingredient that makes a good comedy funny like sometimes when they do a comedy, it's got to be all about the jokes. Uh, sometimes just the situations like that one with old mate in the back seat, and I've never heard. Of uh, yeah. I've never, yeah. I've never heard LeBron James, LeBron <laughs> used in such a way, and probably never will again. Um, <laughs> he slides down the lane. He scores. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that brought back memories of of, of a spent youth for me too. Um, yes, too much partying with with um, irreverent people. Um, yeah, yeah. That means you had a lot of fun though. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, always had tons of fun. Uh, whether some, I mean, I'm so look, man, I'm so fortunate. Social media, exist. and I was uh, mm -hmm. parents would have been. And also some of the photos and videos that probably would have leaked out would have been damning in a lot of ways and would have ruined my my future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's another story. That'll be for my feature film uh, one day. <laughs> or, or the movie or something like that. But right now we're talking about that night. It's a wonderful, fantastic, awesome, you might say irreverent, but original 
that night. It's a romantic comedy. I've been talking to the director, Zachary Trussell. We look forward not only to seeing, well, I look forward to seeing this succeed, but I also look forward to seeing you move from success to success and seeing the next Zachary Trussell film. You can check this at www.thatnight. Is it thatnightmovie.com? I think it's thatnightmovie.com. Thatnightmovie.com. And um, we're going to put uh, in the description box uh, links to the trailers and the website. It is available on VOD now. It's going to be coming to DVD in the future. So everyone get out there and check out That Night and keep your eyes on Zachary Trussell. He He seems the one to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Zachary, thank you for coming on Cinema Yugen, mate. It's been fantastic. Not even talk to you before. Thanks, my friend. I'm happy to do it, and I'll uh, be happy to do it in the future on the next project. I look forward to it, mate. Keep up all the good work. My very best to you and everything else, and everyone else that you uh, that you surrounds your world, your life, your filmmaking. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for being my guest on Cinema Union.